Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today is podcast number 1611. The topic is nutrition and the title is High Blood Pressure. So we had a former client and a listener to the podcast reach out and they had some questions about blood pressure pressure related to nutrition. They had been following a vegan slash vegetarian style diet, thinking that it would help their blood pressure. Uh, it did not, unfortunately. So they are now kind of switching back to eating meats again because that's that is their preference. And they wanted to reach out, ask me for advice on what they could do with their nutrition to avoid medication for blood pressure, if at all possible, or at least try to reduce it. So I asked them, I said, hey, what do you typically eat? Give me a rundown of what your normal day is, and then I'll give you some feedback. So I want to go through today's podcast and actually like tell you what they do, what they sent me, and then the advice that I sent them. And then we'll end with some uh, kind of like takeaway tips, things that you can do to help control your blood pressure. Okay, so they wrote, typically at the end of the day, I have a protein shake with peanut butter, and the peanut butter is all natural and no sugar. And they use un, uh, almond milk unsweetened for the protein shake. And I, I'm like, yep, okay, that works. <laughs> so not nothing of major concern there. Protein shake is not going to be a, a, like a major concern for blood pressure. So what we would look for, as they're telling me these things, w- one of the things that's kind of an interesting note is they mention a lot of items being no sugar or low sugar. And that's good. I don't know if they were saying that specifically to let me know in regards to blood pressure. I don't think they were. But when we look at foods with blood pressure concerns, you're mostly looking for sodium. Not everyone is sodium sensitive when it comes to eating sodium causes their blood pressure to go up, Uh, but sometimes they are. (laughs) So you want to look for foods that are high in sodium and try to reduce those. You definitely don't want to add sodium to your food uh, if you are unsure of whether or not you're sodium sensitive. So I'll talk through more about that as we go through this podcast. And then the other thing is caffeine. So those are kind of nutritional components that we want to be aware of. Then I'll give you advice for a supplement. I'll give you advice for kind of additional help. But if I look through this food, I say protein shake, peanut butter and jelly, um, and it's all natural, all that stuff. Fine, sure, no worries there. Then they write, in the mornings I have powdered greens and a a mushroom blend. And they add salt and pepper to eggs, and they add salt to their oats. So they have eggs, oats, powdered green, and um, blended uh, mushrooms. So um, I'm assuming that's like definitely a supplement of some kind. (laughs) Uh, You know, digestive supplement, who knows. Uh, But that's what they have. So I wrote is adding salt to your foods is a huge impact for blood pressure for um, the majority of the population. Last time I read a study, it was kind of like a 50-50, you know. Um, If you read a lot of studies, you'll find that there are definitely some that say there's no concern. There's some that say it is a concern. And then some, the majority of them say it's a concern for some people and some people not. So blood pressure related to sodium intake is something you want to be aware of. And what I suggested to them is, as I said, since it is an issue for most of the population, uh, I would stop adding salt to any of your foods for at least two weeks to see how their body responds. 
What I'd like them to do, and I said in the next statement was, if you don't have one, get a blood pressure cuff. And I, I connected a link to Amazon to the blood, blood pressure cuff I actually have at home. I don't have any blood pressure issues. It's just I wanted to track it for a little while. So I was doing some dieting and exercise stuff as like a little self-experiment. So I got a blood pressure cuff and I was using it in the morning and before bed. And it was just fun to see if like morning cardio, fasted, non-fasted, and all these other things I was experimenting with made a difference or not. And so I told them was, I said, get a blood pressure cuff machine. I sent them a link. It's like 40 bucks, I think. And check your blood pressure in the morning. And if they had the time, they could check their blood pressure about like, say, 15, 15, 30 minutes or so after eating a a meal. Uh, But I wanted them to check their blood pressure in the morning, check their blood pressure uh, before bed. And what I wanted them to do then was to see those numbers and then see as they go for two weeks without added salt, do those numbers go down? Another thing that I want to expand on here at the very end is stress can be a huge impactor for blood pressure. So if you find that your blood pressure is really low in the morning but sky high towards the end of the day or in the middle of the day, that's a lot of stress relation. That can be some food, but that can also be stress. I mean, if it's... If it's resetting as normal every morning, but then as you go through your day, it goes sky high, stress can be part of that problem as well. So I told him for now, uh, stop adding salt to your eggs and your oats. Just have the food like without that, plain. And then they wrote, I use ketchup for my eggs. It's a sugar-free ketchup. And... Uh, I, for their veggies as well. And I wrote, I would switch that as well uh, because ketchup... You don't think, like when you look at the nutrition fact label, it doesn't look like it has a lot of sodium. But no one uses the recommended amount of ketchup. <laughs> so when you start having the actual amount of ketchup that people normally have, it actually can add up to a lot of sodium. So they can switch to a low-sodium ketchup. Uh, Heinz ketchup, I know, does make that. Or just some other type of you know additive thing that doesn't have the sodium concern. Then they said, I drink a Celsius in the morning and another one around noon. It's, and they wrote in parentheses, the new healthy drink that swept the nation. <laughs> um, and they said, I know this probably doesn't help. And they're right. That's a, that's a big no-no. That's a huge no-no. The caffeine and natural energy boosters that are in like uh, energy drinks like Celsius, they absolutely can negatively impact blood pressure. They can skyrocket your blood pressure. So... Again, I recommended that they stop that for two weeks. But the hard part of this is that when you reduce caffeine, you're going to feel like crap if you're very used to it. So if they've been having one in the morning and around noon, they probably have some type of uh, chemical you know, difference from having the caffeine. So as they reduce the caffeine, they might have a headache. They might feel kind of lethargic and low energy. So... What they can replace with is B12. So you can get a B12 supplement, and I sent them a link to that as well, and take like 5,000 like micrograms in the morning, maybe 5,000 micrograms midday. And is that going to give you the same boost and kick as like an energy drink would? No. (laughs) But it can help kind of get you through that transition of coming off of caffeine. I remember I had one client... She consumed between 800 to 1,000 milligrams of caffeine a day. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. That is bonkers. 
And she said she was tired all the time. And I'm like, yeah, because you probably burned out your adrenal glands. You know, like you, you're wrecking your body. So we had to go through a protocol of bringing her caffeine down. And we were doing uh, like replacement supplementation with B12. So that is something that can help as you try to pull caffeine down. Next thing they go is they say each meal consists of either a russet potato or rice. We use sunflower seed oil or olive oil for cooking eggs in the morning. My protein is usually ground turkey, chicken, or tuna. Majority of it is chicken with no seasoning. I use some sort of sauce, and I salt and pepper my foods throughout the day as well. Okay, so get rid of the salt and peppering. Well, I mean you can put the pepper on, but get rid of the salt. And then you have to be careful sauces. Sauces can be very high in sodium, uh, especially considering how much we typically use. So you need to switch to low sodium or find things that don't have sodium in them. Uh, and the other thing is if you're eating a lot of meat, like ground turkey, chicken, tuna, if it's like pre-packaged or canned, it's going to be really high in sodium. So try to find like fresh from the butcher. Uh, you know, you can go to... Um, you know, a grocery store, try to go to the, like, the meat counter and get the meat from them rather than having it be wrapped in plastic. And because sometimes that can be really high with, like, a sodium base, like nitrate, nitrate type, um, like, like, uh, feels like a sludge. It's like a, like a gooey, weird sludge stuff. And that just prevents the meat from turning, like, brown and ugly. So that can be very high in sodium. So you have to actually wash that off. But, Meat is one of the things that you would want to be careful of because even if you're not salting your food, uh, meats, if they're canned, cured, smoked, prepackaged, uh, they can be very high in sodium just on their own. So I let him know about all that. And he said our bread is either sprouts or Sara Lee low calorie, no sugar added. And he said since I've stopped being vegan, I have lacked eating salads with my meals like I know I should when I eat salads I use an oil and vinegar dressing awesome oil and vinegar dressing probably not gonna be too much of a worry there uh, and the bread is something you do have to be a little careful of if it's the if it's normal traditional bread that is considered one of the like highest foods of sodium so if we look through this like we talked a little bit about what he was doing. I talked a little bit about suggestions. And then, like, kind of the takeaway things are is you want to reduce added sodium. So if you notice, every time he said he salted something, I said, stop doing that <laughs> for 12 weeks. I mean, yeah, no, two weeks, sorry, just two weeks. And then you would just see, okay, if my blood pressure went down from not salting stuff, maybe I'm sodium sensitive. Maybe I need to be a little more careful about how much salt I'm using. You also want to reduce high-sodium foods. Uh, a common list, like, you can just Google high like highest sodium foods and you'll you'll find a nice long extensive list but in general you're looking at like breads soups canned cured smoked prepackaged meats like frozen breaded meals or pizza frozen pizza and then sauces marinades and dressings those are kind of like five categorical things that do cause a lot of issues for people when it comes to sodium within their day so those are a couple ideas to look at. You can also just Google search and find a bunch of other ones. But if I had to give you like a top five, I would say breads, soup, uh, canned, cured, smoked, and prepackaged meats, frozen meals like breaded meals or pizza, and then sauces, marinades, and dressings. You want to look at those. The other advice I had that you want to take away from this is to reduce caffeine. Caffeine isn't something that 
impacts everybody. Uh, it's it's very like dose dependent. You know, so if you have a cup of coffee in the morning, it's probably not the end of the world. You can, if you want, take your blood pressure before the coffee. Then take the blood pressure, say, like in uh, 30 minutes to an hour after you drink the coffee. Just see if it, like, skyrocketed or not. A blood pressure cuff is going to be one of your best friends. Uh, you can get them automated. Like, you don't have to, like, sit there and, you know, like, have, like, stethoscope in your ear. Uh, but they make automated ones, and you can just do that. So have that, you know, if you work at a desk, have it at your desk. Um, now, if you're, like, in, in office, you probably don't want to be doing a blood pressure cuff in office. I understand that. But at home on the weekends. You know, test it on the weekends throughout the day. Test it in the morning, at night, after work. But do a little bit of research. You know, play a little bit of games with yourself here. Say, like, okay, if I make this change, what does it change? If I make this change, what does it change? So you can do that. You can say, okay, well, I don't want to give up coffee. I would understand that. So take your blood pressure, drink the coffee, then about 30 to 60 minutes later, take your blood pressure again, see if it makes much of an effect. If it's not much of an effect, maybe you've mitigated, like, a major difference through the reduction of added sodium, reduction of high sodium foods. And you can even take like a cheap and effective uh, blood pressure supplement is celery seed extract. Super freaking cheap, like pennies a day. And you don't obviously don't need a prescription for it. So you can get that on Amazon, get it shipped right to your house. But celery seed extract is a good thing. And then if you reduce the sodium foods, stop adding salt to things, your blood pressure might come down a good bit. And then you can keep the coffee because it, it's not making a significant difference compared to the improvements you've been able to make through other things. And then the last one that I would suggest is stress management. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're all stressed. We all have a lot of shit to do every freaking day, and it never goes away. I understand, I understand, I understand. But if you want to be around for days, you know, you don't want to have a heart attack or have heart problems. If you want to be around, learning how to manage stress is helpful. And it is possible, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I laugh a little bit at myself sometimes because I'm in my 12th year of business and I deal with way more now than I did when I first started. And if you'd have asked me when I first started the gym, I would have told you like this is the most insane thing I've ever tried to do in my life. <laughs> and at the time it absolutely was. But now I manage a lot more and I'm not as stressed. I'm, I'm much more calm. I'm not like crazy frantic all day or crazy angry all day. Uh, so I've been able to do a lot of stuff uh, through stress management, just reading a lot of self-help books and helping clients and learning things along the way. But if you want a uh, an additional resource for that, a podcast we have is podcast 1023. You can find that on our website, www.brutalironjim.com. On our website, we have a podcast player and then instructions on how to find older podcasts. But podcast 1023 is titled Stress Management options and priorities having a people priority list and a work priority list and then ha like understanding the the need for options uh like you read the book atomic habits it's a really good one uh but flexible habits basically knowing what's most important to lead to the life that you want and then following that order whenever conflicts arise and then understanding to have flexible habits and flexible schedule to where you have options built into your schedule. Man, I'll tell you what, those two components alone will reduce overwhelmingly the majority of your stress. So it's really, really, really helpful, really important, really impactful to reduce stress if you have high blood pressure. Okay, so a little bit of feedback and fun hearing like what the client was, uh, former client was 
doing and the advice for that. And then we said the takeaways. So the takeaways, reduce added sodium, reduce high sodium foods like breads, soup, canned, cured, smoked, and prepackaged meats, frozen meals like breaded meals and pizza, and then reduce sauces, marinades, and dressings. You can also reduce caffeine. You can take a cheap but effective supplement in celery seed extract and work on reducing stress. Podcast 1023 is stress management options and priorities. Awesome. So hopefully that helps. If you have any follow-up questions, please email me, just like this listener did, and then I'll go through and give you some help and make a podcast for you. You can email me at brutalirongym at gmail.com. Well, if you like our podcast, please share it. Uh, just let people know that we answer questions for free, and that's the whole point of the service. They can ask me anything, and I'll make them a podcast. Pretty cool. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. We can actually keep doing this. It does have a high hosting cost every year. I give an hour to it every day. I really appreciate the donations because they help cover some of that hosting cost. Even just $5 a month, even just a little bit here and there can make a huge difference. If you want to donate, you can do so on our website at www.brutalirongym.com. And then if you like the information that we share, we always do share more on our social media. On Instagram, you can find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Gym. And on YouTube, you can find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Gym. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening. <laughs>